Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday, May 12th here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your host, Robbie Leonio here, Carl Pavlik of FiverHowling.com, joining us on today's episode as we break down the Arizona Coyotes season, finally giving them giving the uh, official obituary of what went down. Uh, talk a little bit of other news that's coming up. we got World Juniors to talk about. Uh, not World Juniors. Why do you say World 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 Championship for everybody else. World Championship coming up, and uh, a couple na- couple other names coming up as a potential replacements for uh, Rick Tockett to be the next head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. Before we get to any of that, though, want to let, let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Down on the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store to find one of our Locker Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. All right, let's go ahead and get things started. Once again, Robbie Leonio and Carl Pavlik of FiverHowling.com here on Locked On Coyotes. Getting ready. First, let's get a uh, – let me get, Carl, your thoughts on this season uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Are you satisfied? Are you just like, meh, what could have gone better for you? Well, I mean, by the end, I was just glad that it was done, um, which is never a good sign um, when you're looking forward to the end of the season because you know that there's just nothing else that's going to happen. Um, I wasn't satisfied. I think the biggest issue um, was that the team was consistently inconsistent. Um, You didn't know what team you were going to get from game to game or period to period. Uh, It was very disheartening to see like a game where, Hey, they're defending their playoff spot. If they lose this game, they're going to be knocked out. Uh, so we need them to come out and like start strong. And then they just come out and fall right on their faces. That happened way too many times this season. And I think because the games were so compressed, it was really easy to pick up those trends. And yeah, just very disappointing. Yeah, disappointing is definitely the way to put it. Um, you know, I was... Watching every single one of these games, well, as much as I can, uh, because well, TV is—it's uh, not hard. It's not easy to get the uh, get these channels here in Arizona, <laughs> yeah. um, as everyone knows. Anyone who anyone who's in the Valley Sports uh, market knows how hard it is to get some of these games. Um, but the games I did watch, obviously, were still the majority of them. I watch them, especially, you know, when they're playing the Sharks or when they're playing the Kings, you know, these Southwest teams. I look at them, and I'm like, these teams are these are teams that the Coyotes should be destroying. The Coyotes are a good team, and the Kings are not. The Sharks are not. The Ducks are not. And you're losing to them? Like, what is going on? And, again, it goes back to you, the consistently inconsistent, these first periods – you know, they they look like they forget there there's a game going on, and all of a sudden, second period they look much better, and it's ah, uh, it's a it's it was a disaster of a season in that in that sense. 
Um, I think the other thing that I want to touch on, and that's something that I talked about in Monday's episode for, um, I'm talking about some of the things that went wrong under the tenure of Rick Tockett, which again, we will get to uh, a little bit more of that conversation also later, was player management. And I'm pretty sure you have a lot of thoughts about that one as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, There was a lot that I didn't understand about what Tockett was doing. There's some stuff that I didn't like, but I understood it. Like I could see the logic behind it. Um, I think that the team should have spaced out their goalies a lot more, especially when we hear Kemper saying that he didn't feel like 100% coming back. Like, why was he getting the starts he was getting? That That's kind of, I don't know. Um, I also would have liked to see Aiden Hill, like, start the season and actually play some games then, um, as opposed to just kind of, like, being thrown into it when both the other goalies were injured. Um, I was very confused why Schmaltz Garland was being called the fourth line at points during the season when they were playing like the minutes you would expect from the top line. Uh, They were being utilized that way. They just on all of the lines would put that they're the fourth line. And it seemed like it was supposed to motivate them. And I don't know if it ever did. Um, And we saw the same with Keller. Like it's the exact same line, but all of a sudden it's listed as the fourth line. What is going on with that? Um, It was just, there was like a lot of weird things with the players this year. And I was like, what, what's going on with this? Yeah. Um, what were some of the other things too? I think like, like um, seen very little of like Jordan Osterley. We were like, like wondering why he didn't get much game time at all. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff like that too. Just like, why is he not playing? And you have, you know, other guys. And then, I mean, obviously the, the defense for Arizona was pretty, you know, pretty spread out already. So there was a lot of things that had to go up there too. But I look at this in general, just the way that the team was managed this year. And I'm, it it it, def, it definitely sent me a lot of question marks to whether or not a lot of them were the right calls. And to me, a lot of them weren't. Yeah. And there there's absolutely no way to, to for us to know what would have happened if things had gone differently. But with with the team failing this season the way they did and like just kind of like sputtering out to the end at the end it's like what happened and why did it get to this point because it's just it's not doing well um the it wasn't even the last two san jose games the two before that the fact that the team couldn't come in for that it's like how how are you guys not ready for what is essentially the two most important games of the season um, and we had been saying that the entire time because like when you're halfway through the season, the games are important, but like when you are about to end, it's important, especially if you have a very narrow chance of making the playoffs and you just fall flat. And it's like, I don't know, maybe if Osterley had been playing there, maybe if uh, Demers had, 
um, like had some of that internal competition. Maybe if we had seen Ness some, because he played his first game of the season in either league. Like, yeah. Like the final game, he gets it. And not only that, he gets the A. He gets the A, which I, I, it's gotta be like a, Hey man, good job sticking it out. Um, and I'm curious to see if other teams had that happen with their taxi squad. If there's like just people who haven't played, because um, I believe if he had been reassigned to the Roadrunners, he would have had to go through waivers. Um, yep. It, although I was like, uh, could it be a conditioning stint? Like what they did with uh, with Aiden Hill when they had to send him down. Yeah. So maybe they could have like had him conditioning. I don't know. Um, but maybe if he had been there to like add some energy, um, it seemed like there was a lot of problems and they were just left to fester um, when it came to how the players were run. And by the end, everyone just seemed tired. Yeah, and you can yeah you can tell with a lot of these players, a lot of the motivation wasn't there as much um, anymore by the by the end because they knew they weren't making the playoffs after after losing to L.A. on Wednesday. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. They knew, yeah, they knew before. Like Connor Garland knew. Yeah, like you could tell. Like like he knew if a team wasn't going to make the playoffs, but he still came back anyways because he's like you know like I just want to play hockey, which. <sighs> Should he have been stopped uh, from coming back? I don't know. Because um, before we were talking about it, and it's like if he if there's like three games left, do you bring him back uh, and risk him getting hurt again? And we said no, I believe at the time. Especially but, in that first game back, LA was 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 like manhandling him. Like yeah, you know he was he, he was getting beat up. Like come on, like. Give, 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 like, what, why? Yeah. I mean, it would have been, like, a great opportunity to just, I don't know, maybe bring up Barrett Hayton. Um, maybe start, yeah, yeah, Jan Yannick, like, a couple of games early. Like, the team was more fun to watch after they were mathematically eliminated. Because that was like, all right, I guess we're giving up now. We're going to play Soderstrom and Yannick. When it's like, you guys gave up like three games before. You're just making the player decisions now that signify you gave up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think they sent some of those. I sent They, they sent Yannick, Soderstrom, and one other player back down to Tucson. To get ready for the end of this, the uh, the end of their season, regular season, which is this weekend. Um, speaking of which, f- for that, um, we're gonna have a big crossover. If our friends at Locked On Ducks and Locked On Kings, though, we will be coming down to Tucson this week as we get ready to talk about not only the end of the season, but also the beginning of the American Hockey League Pacific Division playoffs, the only division that will be having a playoffs. Uh, we'll get we'll get all of that on uh, the crossover episodes coming up this week. Once again, locked on Coyotes, locked on Ducks, and locked on Kings. Exciting stuff coming up this week. Uh, coming up in just a little bit on this episode, we will talk about uh, a couple other things regarding the. Um, well, let's go. I'll, I'll get Carl's thoughts on some of the uh, other names coming up 
on uh, the potential replacements for the next head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. Before we get to that, though, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. The Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You can find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MOB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your leagues, and I uh, can't wait to join you on the app sometime when uh, I finally get the app download for uh, when it comes down to Android, because that's that, that's what I currently use. But uh, go once again, go ahead and check out Locker Room on the iOS App Store today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. And today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, with the uh, Built Bar has... Well, currently around nine delicious flavors from coconut. They got mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, and a bunch of others. It is absolutely phenomenal. If you can't pick one, you can go ahead and make a mix box. You get two of each flavors. And uh, again, what, what are the best parts about this? It is absolutely healthy. They taste like a, more like a candy bar than anything else because they are all covered in 100% chocolate. One of the best kinds of protein bars out there. It is the best protein bar in the market go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 and you get 15 percent off your first order once again use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com back here on lockdown coyotes rob liana carl pavlik of five for howling.com on this post season talk for the arizona coyotes uh, one of many postseason discussions we were going to be having um, probably next week, we will start doing some player grades as well as we uh, try to uh, break everything down from the Arizona Coyotes. Um, in this next segment, obviously, as we heard on Monday, the Arizona, Arizona uh, Coyotes and uh, has decided to uh, part ways with, with Coach Rick Tockett. On that episode, Monday's episode, we discussed some of the potential replacements for him you know i'm you know i mentioned um what was some of the oh, i mentioned gerard gallant out there obviously if he's available my obviously that's not one of the not not viable not extremely viable so there are other names out there uh, a couple other names have come up including the uh former head coach of the tucson roadrunners mike van ryan as well as the uh assistant coach for the san jose sharks rocky thompson once again, Carl, what are some of the names that you that that, that you heard, and uh, what are some of your thoughts on these names that are coming up? Uh, well, let me start with the one that's not going to happen. Uh, John Tortorello will not be coaching the Arizona Coyotes, as okay. far as I can tell, next season. Um, everything I've I've heard, and I honestly haven't heard too much yet. Um, is the team is looking for someone young who isn't necessarily have NHL experience. Like we're seeing um, 
Uh, one that you didn't mention, Providence College, uh, Nate Lehman, who was the coach for Team USA at the World Juniors. Like, I was surprised to see his name thrown out there because you don't often see the jump from NCAA to NHL. That's That'd be a pretty impressive leap. Um, it's definitely an interesting uh, situation. Uh, the the weird season has really made Bill Armstrong a bit of a mystery. And I don't think anyone has a great read on him yet. And we're not really sure what he wants to do just yet either. Yeah. That's, that, that's the thing is obviously, um, you know, we, we, we know that they want to focus on the younger, you know, on someone who's younger and they kind of pretty much said that someone, they said straight up, I think, I think Bill Armstrong did say it that NHL experience isn't a requirement. Yeah. That's that's the most interesting part to me that they think that they say the NHL experience is not a requirement in their search. So that has us, you know, you know, reporters, uh people who are in the media kind of look, looking around and seeing who from, you know, the juniors, who from the uh the OHL, who from even even down in the AHL is going to make a jump. Yeah, and it's it's honestly kind of refreshing because we're so used to seeing like the same people get jobs over and over again. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Gallant. Like, uh, did I think people are really attaching a lot of it to? recent success of his and name recognition. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same, like I I was just flabbergasted when I saw people uh, say like, could John Tyrell be doing this? And it's like, no, no. like you'd be a terrible fit for Arizona's system. Yeah. Unless you're like completely remaking the coyotes, like as a team, which maybe, um, but probably not going to be that kind of fire sale right away. Uh, I don't think he would be necessarily great for the younger team that we are, um, especially with a lot of the veterans, uh, the veteran defensemen leaving. Um, it'll be very interesting to see because I, I do remember Tockett being touted as kind of like a player coach, one who could really communicate um his relationship with Phil Castle was always brought up before he came and in his first two years here. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily know if that really came through like we hoped. Um, he, he certainly didn't seem to have a great relationship with Oliver Ekman Larson to start the, his time here, but I it seemed like there was some players that he got along really well with some that he didn't, uh, and maybe like a different coach who's more used to like working with younger, more mercurial players can bring something to the table for that. It will be interesting to see. Um, and then again, I'm really looking forward to um, the names that will keep popping up. Obviously, if you want to uh, stay updated on the names that pop up, uh, f- be sure to sub- stay subscribed here to Lockdown Coyotes. We will try to keep you updated with names that pop up and, uh, I'll probably have some guests on. Probably Carl will come on pretty often, discuss whether or not that person is a viable candidate or not. Because, well, 
it's going to be who knows how long this is going to take because it, it could take uh the next 24 hours or it can take like uh three months you know you never know i mean i do kind of expect it to go fairly quickly because we have an expansion draft and a regular draft coming up and you kind of want to have the coach's vision in place before that happens um but then again our gm wasn't allowed to do the last draft so what do i know we could go crazy <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe we could. Maybe they just start interviewing the candidates beforehand to kind of – maybe they maybe GM Armstrong has his vision and wants a coach that kind of fits that. Yeah. So um, – and then obviously they don't ha- they won't have to worry about that until later. So they'll, you know, maybe go through the draft. They'll go through whatever. They'll start interviewing their guys. Like we mentioned, the names that came up earlier, like I said, Rocky Thompson. Um, you know, maybe they'll interview Mike Van Ryan out of St. Louis because they know each other, you know, Bill Armstrong. And Mike Van Ryan. So we never know. There's a lot of a lot of things that can happen. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and who knows? He uh, Armstrong could be keeping this really close to the chest, and it's just like someone we wouldn't even think about. Um, we're all looking younger. Maybe he goes with someone who's like super established. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, and I think once we know more about the coach that we have, we're going to have a better idea of what the next few years are going to look like, because that is also a mystery. It is going to be a mystery, especially since a lot of players are going to be pending free agents. It's going to be right. interesting. Um, we will keep you guys updated as, uh, as we know more with the uh, coaching search. Once again, here on Locked On Coyotes. Coming up in just a sec, we are going to discuss... Um, some other news regarding uh, Coyotes players who are going to be named to the uh, IIHF World Championship Tournament, happening usually around the same time as the Stanley Cup. Um, we'll get to all of that in just a little bit, but first, just want to give you guys a reminder that investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Once again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free, Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. And once again, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is now in full swing, and you can track all the action on betonline.ag. Get all the news, odds, and info for all your sporting nudes, needs, including MLB, NBA, and NHL, and as well as UFC and MMA. Before the next pitch, go to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. 
Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up for your free account today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And once again, that 50% welcome bonus is yours on your first deposit. Once again, locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online through online sportsbook experts. And now it's time to close things off here at Locked On Coyotes. Before we do, we're going to go ahead and discuss a little bit of uh, well player news as some players from the Arizona Coyotes have uh, said they're going to be headed to the international game for the upcoming months as the IIHF World Championship comes up. If you might have noticed at the beginning, I accidentally did say junior. Obviously, I was thinking we were months ago, but this is the world championship. This is the this is the uh, one of the big ones. Carl, um, what are some of the players that uh, announced their addition to their roster to the uh, team Idic Team Canada, Team USA, or whatever it was for, for their rosters? Sure. Uh, before I get started, I do think that we should change the name of the world championship. It is uh, not a good name for a tournament. Uh, they they should like name it after the founder or something. Give me something better than world championship because it's very generic sounding and I always think it's going to be something else. Um, but so far, we have four players. Uh, Connor Garland, Michael Bunting, Darcy Kemper, Aiden Hill. Uh, Garland will be for Team USA. Bunting, Kemper, and Hill will be for Team Canada. That's exciting. That's, that's pretty. That's a pretty exciting news. Obviously, Connor Garland is no surprise. Um, we all watched him play this year. He was absolutely phenomenal. Yep. Um, and the other guys, obviously, goaltend, the goaltenders. The the two goaltenders are from from Arizona. I I'll take it. You know, Kemper and Hill. You know. I mean, we were saying that they may be like the best, um, two of the three best uh, tant or trifectas in the league. So mm-hmm. if they're getting bounced from the competition early, might as well scoop them up. You got a really good point there, I'm, and I'm super excited to see that kind of get representation. Uh, the 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 one that was added that. I, I wouldn't say surprised me, but it kind of caught me a little bit off guard was Michael Bunting, just because he only he played less than half the season, but he still he but man when he played that half, that half that less than half the season you know down the stretch he was impressive he was so why so why not play in the World Championship games yeah so you know why why not get him on that roster it, and it's also important to mention that uh, Shane Doan is involved uh, with Team Canada this year so. I'm not saying there's nepotism. I'm saying that there's a chance that he has seen a lot more of him and he could vouch for him going into uh, going into the selection, which is, you know, perfectly fine. It's um, he is an unrestricted free agent. It'll be good for him to get this kind of experience and get a nice, you know, potentially contract boost if he has a good tournament. Um, either with us or if he decides to go with another team, you know, all power to him, uh, get that money. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I was originally thinking before he was named to that roster um, was if for some, if somehow the uh, Coyotes could send him back down to Tucson for the remainder of the season and for their questionable playoff run, if they can try to manage it. Well, postseason division run as 
what we're calling it because it's not really a playoff. But it, you know, anyways, I don't think that's gonna ha- that was gonna happen because of uh, trade deadline transaction stuff. But yeah, uh, I'm kind of interested if Christian Dvorak gets added to Team USA. And he could because uh, you know Christian Dvorak was he was one of the key key parts for Arizona, and he. You know, I think a lot of people liked liked his play, and obviously, he, I think a, a couple times he was paired a lot, um, put on like Garland's line or whatever, and they played well together. Yeah, um, I do remember them together a few times. Can get that nice chemistry. Uh, Christian Dvorak isn't the best American center that you think of um, because there's uh, a few really famous ones, um, oh, but yeah. he is a solid player. Um, he is going to be good um i would say of the players probably top two because matthews is going to be busy and eichel is hurt so he is not going to be anywhere near this tournament not, not only hurt but just also <laughs> i was gonna say not only hurt but also uh currently occupied complaining about other things yeah yeah uh just really not liking his time in Buffalo. That'll be very interesting to watch this uh, this uh, off season. I don't think we've ever seen a superstar of his level be that angry. Uh, Which, by the way, I should make a disclaimer to Coyotes fans. No, I don't think there's any chance Arizona gets him. Oh no! Just yeah. putting that out there. If anyone, if anyone was going to even you know, direct message me or, you know, mention me, you know, talking about the Eichel thing, thinking, hey, maybe they should go after him. No, we don't. Number one, we don't have the draft picks. Number two, we don't have, we don't, like, we don't want to give anybody up because we're still, we're still trying to build. We're not, it's like, it's not, not going to happen. I don't, like, Someone did ask um, the Five for Howling account, and it's like, what What do you think it's going to cost to get him? And I took that not even for the Coyotes, but for anyone to get him. And there's really just no comparable situation, uh, only... which is insane because we had a number two or two number two overall picks uh, earlier this season. Or no, it was two and three. We're... Where was Pierre Luc Dubois drafted? He was pretty high. Yeah, we had two top five swap teams, and like that's not even comparable. Uh, Eichel is a phenomenal player, and he is going to get a lot unless the, every team realizes that he's super angry. The only way Arizona can get him for a good price, and again, the chance of this happening is next to zero. Is if Eichel pretty much says the that's the only place he'll go, thus diminishing the value because well, that for it forces the hand of Buffalo. I don't see that happening for Arizona. There's a couple teams that could happen for Arizona's definitely not one of them. I hate to burst anyone's bubble. If anyone had that kind of hope either, I just had to put that out there. Yeah, it's it's something that I would probably like. The team's gonna ask because you always ask. Uh, you always you always ask just to gauge the uh, the value of what Buffalo thinks he's worth. Yeah. 
and to see the kind of test and see what the market is worth from other what other teams are offering. Yeah. And thus that kind of gives you an idea of maybe how you kind of want to go with the player other players values in terms of your own players and say, hey, maybe if if I go can get this, maybe I can trade this player for this. It's a it's a huge it's a huge game out in the trade world. Especially because we know that uh you know uh, Bill Armstrong's going to be looking for trades. Um, a lot of people think that he needs to move on from some contracts like Clayton Keller and Oliver Ekman Larson. And mm-hmm. I would say that they're not comparable players by any means, but that Eichel you trade need- is going to set the, set the market price, the high level, and it'll be interesting to see. Although this is Buffalo we're talking about. I am from Western New York, so I can say this. The city is cursed. They are not going to get a good deal. It is going to be terrible, uh, and it's going to make everyone sad because that is the Buffalo way. I mean, look at the what they traded uh, Taylor Hall away for. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Although that's just made all of the – is Taylor Hall really going to add anything to a playoff team? Like, takes – look hilarious it's like uh you uh i know that we sometimes try and call our shots uh that was not one like that's a high risk high reward i know you thought that he was washed up because he played for just bad teams over and over again but nope still a great hockey player oh yeah it's gonna be interesting all this uh, all the moves for arizona over the next few months um Gonna be interesting to see. See exact. This is the first off season where we'll actually get the true vision of Bill Armstrong. Yep, and he's got a lot to do. He's got a pretty much a blue line to to remake from the scratch or from scratch if he wants to. And he's got to pay some players too. He's got to pay uh, Connor Garland a, a fair amount of money. Um. People were saying somewhere around the seven to seven and a half million dollar mark. Um, I could see it. I could definitely see it. I'm curious what you do for the term for that, though. If you, I, th- I think you know, in 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 someone like Garland's case, because he's still young, shorten the term, make it give it, make it a. Uh, that is his. It, as it, as weird as it sounds, because that's a lot of money. That's his show me deal. Yeah, we'll yeah. Give you it's like we'll give you seven and a half million for three four years. By the end of that, you're still good. We'll give you even more. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean he's an RFA. This could definitely be an an interesting return to form where the Coyotes are doing the bridge deals because um, as we, we saw. We won't get those Chica specialty deals. We're getting like getting uh, Jacob Chikrin for four and a half million dollars for six years, but yeah, we're not going to be getting that deal anymore. Uh, which is, uh, I'm sure everyone's complaining about that now because all of the things that Chica ever did were terrible. So that that Chikrin contract must also be terrible. Uh, but I mean. I don't know. Maybe you do just go all in on Connor Garland. You're like, hey, we think that you are 
like we, you're the gonna be guy. the center of the you're gonna be the center of this team for the foreseeable future. Mm, which, yeah, I'd see that. I I can definitely see that. Um, I can also not see that because that is also just a lot of pressure to put on a player. Um, oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and that becomes like uh, if if you're getting all of that weight on you and the team still doesn't do well, then you're going to be the first person blamed. And it seems like fans are never going to turn on Connor Garland, but give it enough time, anything can happen. And, you know, maybe a, a nicer bridge deal would be like, Hey, a little bit less pressure, but, I want to make sure that I don't get blamed for potentially a couple of up rough seasons in the desert. And I'll put it this way. Um, if you want to look at any example of a fan base that's blaming a player for a high contract, just look towards San Jose. They are The blaming game towards Eric Carlson is going left and right. We don't want that here in Arizona. Yeah. I mean... I'm. I don't know how LA felt about Dustin Brown's deal. I, I can't imagine people were happy with it for the longest time, but he had a renaissance this season. So you never know what what happens. The terrible contract one year can be a solid deal the next. Uh, if you told me I was going to be happy with the Phil Kessel contract uh, after the season, I would have said you're crazy. Now it's like, hey, another season with him. Hopefully, he can keep the motivation without talking. Let's see if what he can do. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll have to see. In that case, it's gonna be again, like I said, it's gonna be an interesting off season for the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. Anyways, that's gonna about do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, a reminder that uh, coming up. This uh, week, we're going to have a couple crossovers with our friends at Lockdown Kings and Lockdown Ducks as we get ready for the end of the Tucson Roadrunners season, as well as the beginning of the American Hockey League Pacific Division playoffs. Um, as uh, those guys will actually be in town for that. So super exciting. We're going to have an ultimate crossover in that case. Um, so lots of stuff on Anything like that. Uh, also, another reminder, too, that you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, everyone, once again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. You can always subscribe to us on anywhere you get your podcast, once again, including that all-new Odyssey app. And uh, interact with us on social media. We are at your one is my Twitter account, and as well as at LO underscore Coyotes. You can mention us, tweet at us, direct message us, and uh, maybe give us your thoughts on how you thought the season went. Have any questions you have, we will address anything that you got on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Once again, thanks, everyone. Once again, oh, I keep saying that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you guys next time and uh, hell on.